reaction. All right, guys, we're live. Uh, here's the bumper music you've all been waiting for. God, I hate you so right. much. <clears throat> yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was um, a little pathetic. Yeah, well, that's what Adam's girlfriend says every time he pulls down his pants. Awesome. <clears throat> Turn your volume up a little bit there, Adam. I can't hear you. Don't yell at me, dude. Hey. Hang on. I will, too. Can you hear me I now? I can. Much better. All right. All right. Sound check. All right. Yeah, you're good. Doug. You, know, you sound good. like Doug, but other than that, yeah, you sound fine. Oh yeah, believe me, I just so love listening to myself on the podcast because I know you do. I think it, you're. Like, I think you're like twenty of our plays. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'll say I contribute to them, but uh, it's weird because uh, you know everybody knows there's the difference between your recorded voice. And yeah. the way you hear yourself in your head. Yeah. And I've been trying for years and I still cannot rectify that. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? You sound like an idiot. Shut up. <laughs> and it's rectify. me. Yeah. And I'm the one, you know, I'm the same way. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And even through years of like being in bands and singing um, in cover bands and stuff. I can't stand to listen. I love singing. I don't mind, you know, doing it or whatever, but cannot stand hearing my own voice. Uh, one of the reasons I don't record a lot of uh, uh, vocals when I do little tracks and shit is I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. But that's it's so common. Well, yeah, I have that too. I also can't stand the sound of Dan's voice. That's interesting because I can't stand the sound of your voice. So. I'd like to see that we have something in common. So, you know, I don't know what we're going to talk about on, on this podcast. There's, you know, I mean, what there's nothing going nothing on really happening yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, kind of, uh, kind of quiet here in 2020, um, <laughs> especially in Denver, Denver and any other major fucking city. Um, I've got friends in, in uh, Columbus and Atlanta and it's, it was kind of interesting, <clears throat> excuse me for me to see, that, uh, yeah, it was happening everywhere. I mean, you kind of expected it in Minneapolis, but then it, it grew and it's, it's even gone. I was reading, it's even gone across the ocean. Oh, it's, you've got, it's in London. Yeah. You've got people yeah. everywhere. Um, the, some of the ways that people are trying to justify and vindicate this, you know, uh, it's not about race. It's about cops and all that. It's like, well, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I do understand that it really is about police and where we've allowed our, our police system to go. It's, it's gone unchecked for a long time. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's hard to people saying that he was a career criminal, but then you go back to um, God, what was his name? I uh, keep wanting to say Aubrey, the kid that was shot, the guy that was shot in Georgia, wasn't it? You know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, we talked about that guy was systematically chased down and murdered. Um, and if I was, you know, a black guy, I'm thinking to myself, uh, I, I, <laughs> I was walking the dog the other day and it's dark and I'm walking the dog and I'm not really thinking much about it. Right. And I thought to myself for just a brief moment, what would I feel like if I were black? 
right? Because just walking down the fucking street could be enough for a cop to decide to fuck with me. And I think I was, might've been talking to Doug about it or maybe Adam. We talk about arming ourselves and stuff like that. And there's this kind of a call to black Americans to embrace their second amendment rights, which I absolutely support. But you pull a gun on a cop. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care if he's on your neck. I don't care if he's choking you or stabbing your fucking mother. You put a bullet in a cop. You're a dead man. The end. And no one, and and you're going to get these same fucking assholes going, well, he shouldn't have shot a cop. I mean, just do what you're told. Just listen. Just let him kill you. Just let, just let, just him, let him fucking kill you, kill you and all, all of your fucking, you know, family. There's nothing you can do really against this sort of fascist behavior. It's gotten out of control. Well, there's, you know, it, it becomes multifaceted. And the, 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 the large societal problems happen when you have dumb people on both sides. And when you get a clash of idiocy, bad things are going to happen uh, because it's like, you know, uh, I would agree that police powers have, uh, have kind of gotten out of control, but in a situation where somebody pulls a gun, a cop's going to shoot you dead. They're, they are going to shoot you dead. And people may say something about shooting back against the cops. I don't recommend that. They've got, they've got radios, they got helicopters, they got military surplus. Yeah. They'll show up and have a kegger to take your ass out. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And you know, the but the problem, um, you know, because I, I, I looked into this a little bit, um, because there, there's something as messed up with this is very rarely simple cut and dried and you have to dig into it because even the news uh if if you just if if all you did was watched your your local news channel yeah okay if all you do is watch your local news channel you only get one side of the story and what what if you read into everything that came around with this uh, there was a $20 counterfeit bill that was tried to uh, be passed in the store. Uh, and I don't know if he knowingly or unknowingly passed it. They called the cops on him. The cops showed up and uh, he gave him a little trouble. They put the handcuffs on him and then he kind of calmed down until it got time to get into the car. Uh, and I, I I don't know all the specifics. Obviously, I was not there, uh, but I've seen multiple camera angles, and it seemed like he didn't want to get in the car. Well, that's an escalation scenario uh, to where it just keeps ratcheting up. Okay, if if you don't want to get in the car, they're trying to get you in the car. So eventually they're going to just beat your ass or subdue you or whatever else until uh, you get in the car. Did they take it way too far? Obviously that, you know, there is nowhere in any sort of police manual or training that I'm aware of 
that has anyone putting someone else in that kind of position. The problem is, is you've got someone who's who who is being uncooperative because in their in their head, as soon as they get in that car, then they're arrested and they're going to be in trouble. Everything up until then, it's just kind of, you know, it's it's messed detained. up. Right. You're detained until <laughs> then. But once you get in that car, you're arrested. Uh, and I can't tell you how many stories that I've heard from uh, police officer friends of mine uh, back home that you would have somebody that they would run from the cops. And where they were trying to get to was their house. And they had this weird belief that it was like this fucked up game of tag or something. <laughs> that, when they, that when they got home, right. that, they, that they were safe. That they the, wouldn't 12-gauge the bolt and fucking come on in. Right. No, it's like a vamp- – cops are like vampires. You have to invite them, them in. inside. Yeah. But, you know, there was some video. Um, I want to say it was from a storefront camera or like a s- surveillance camera of Floyd in the car. So at some point now the question is and, – and, again, I'm sure this is all going to come out. Right? They had said we couldn't get him in the car, so we had to use force. But now there was, again, and I'm like you, I wasn't there, sort of a discussion debate, is that he was in the car at one point and then got pulled back out of the car for whatever reason. Um, And again, it's- All of this is going to come out in the trial. Yeah. And and we discussed this earlier in that you can't, I I pull a lot of news and information from Reddit because it's funny how it gets there before it gets, I see shit on Reddit and then the next day it's on News 9 and I'm like- yeah, caught this on Reddit yesterday. Um, what I do like about Reddit is that you get a lot of different uh, perspectives because you get a lot of different people posting stuff. And you can't believe one little video clip. And you can't, but now, no. before anybody flips no matter, out, I'm no not matter saying who it comes from. No, no. And I'm not saying that what happened to, to George Floyd was right because it was fucking no. wrong. They sat on his neck for nine goddamn minutes. Okay. If you want to do that to, to get the cuffs on, cause you got a guy that's being violent or something like that. You can, we can debate that at another time, but holding him down there like that for nine fucking minutes was excessive. He murdered that man. Um, there may be more to that backstory. Adam and I were discussing the fact that those two worked together at one point. Um, at a shady nightclub yeah, that was clearly laundering money. Yeah, so you gotta and, you gotta wonder what's going to come out some Epstein style shit that's going to come out from that. Um, but I was I was watching a I was going through Reddit and there was this picture of all these cops um, kneeling in front of protesters and people were like, oh my god, look how awesome this is! Now, mind you, I have seen plenty of video beyond that that does show a lot of cops and especially uh, National Guard taking a knee and things like that. So I do believe that 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 is happening, but this one was interesting because they're, Oh, look how wonderful this is. And I was like, wow, that is pretty cool. The very next day I saw the video of that screen capture. The cops took a knee, put their shields down, put their gas masks on, and then proceeded to tear gas the fucking crowd. My point being, and I'm laughing because I'm an asshole, but the point being is that you don't, don't look at a picture or even a snippet of video and just assume, you know, we were going back and forth in text the other day, busting each other's balls about the, uh, uh, the riots down in Denver. Right. And, and I like doing that. It's fun. I, I enjoy 
I enjoy being put in check as much as I like putting people in check. And, you know, Adam's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no way that that was, you know, one tiny little, you know, unedited snippet of, of what happened, you know. And that's the thing. You see a video of some cops beating the shit out of somebody, but you don't see him swinging a fucking brick at him, you know, 30 seconds earlier. However, and I will say this, and this comes from from discussions that I've had with friends of mine that were in Iraq and in Iran, or Iran, I don't know why I said that, Iraq and Afghanistan, um, is that they have, they had stronger like rules of engagement than our cops do motherfuckers over there could throw bricks at them and they just had to deal with it. Right. As long as it wasn't gunfire or mortars or something explosive, they were not allowed to fire back, but our police are saying, Oh, he had a hammer. So we put 14 rounds in him. Uh, okay. Would, here, here's the, <laughs> here, here's the fucked up part about that. Now, What's common is people have this chivalrous point of view. Uh, and when I say chivalrous, I mean, we, you know, uh, me, especially being a Gen Xer, I uh, was raised up on, uh, you know, America and uh, fucking 80s action movies where you had this hero and pretty much whatever the other party came at them with, the hero was better at it than what they were. It didn't matter if it was a knife, if it was a pistol, if it was their fists, uh, if it was guns of any form or fashion. Didn't matter. Hero bested them. They came at the end. I'm going to use the same thing against you and beat you. Now, Roadhouse. Now, the, <laughs> Fuck yeah. now the problem is, is like, say, all right, either one of you is a cop, and oh god, either one. Now. I'll be the cop. I got the haircut already. All right. Hell yeah. Dan's the cop. All right, Dan. I come at you. Pow, 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 pow. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, but it, let's say I come at you and I've got a goddamn crocodile Dundee knife that I've sharpened to the point where I can circumcise a gnat. And you blow my brains out. And then the story comes out. Well, that, that got erotic cops, all of a sudden. Yeah, that the, the, the cops shot a guy that came at them with a knife. Well, that doesn't really tell the full story, and you don't necessarily want somebody coming up to a cop with a framing hammer and putting one in the back of the head and taking them out psycho shovel style. Now, I, while I would agree with, okay, there needs to be a certain escalation level, but I'm not going to go over to a goddamn grizzly bear and start poking that motherfucker with a chopstick. It's just not going to happen. And then say, oh, I want to come over there with a chopstick and the bear ate my fucking face off. I would like to assume, bold assumption here, that most cops are smarter than a grizzly bear. Mm. Possibly. Well, I mean, you just go by population. Yeah. <laughs> and we know how, where this is going, Doug. <laughs> how, how much of a percentage of the population of the U.S. do you think, personally, that are idiots? Total fucking idiots. Right? A ton. Uh, these days, brother, these days, I'm getting into like 70, 80% fucking range, right? Even though I know it's probably around like 3%. Well, I mean, let's, let, let, let's be conservative. <laughs> let's say that. 7% of the people in U.S. are just total fucking morons. All right. 
So if you do everything by population, you move that over to police officers, 7% of them are going to be fucking morons. If you open the gates and let everybody apply and push them through, yes, which is pretty much what fucking happens. Well, and well I think I've the, been pushing for annual. I, I've got some, you know, friends that have, have been cops, were cops, are cops, MPs, etc. And the lack of, I, I feel like that's the kind of job where random annual psychological evaluations should be mandatory um, to determine where these guys are at. You know, um, I read a statistic the other day and I did not look it up, um, but fuck it. Why not just throw it out there and, you know, perpetrate it Um, that something like 40 percent of cops wind up with domestic assault charges on them at some point or in domestic assault situations. And again, I didn't look that up. If you're listening and you want to go look that up, debate it. Great. Do that. Um, I wouldn't be shocked by it because, again, I've known some folks that dated cops and shit and they all wound up in that situation. Well, it's the stress. It's the stress. Again, I know people that were in the military who have been like, you know, um, uh, I think it's honestly, it's PTSD. I I agree that there could be some PTSD, but that's my point is that if the PTSD is getting out of control to where you can no longer do your job, you should no longer be doing the job. I'm sorry. I know that sucks, but that's simply where my, where my head is with it. And I'll tell you, and I read something the other day that years ago I would have thought was nuts, but I'm almost to the point where I think we should privatize police forces. And again, at first everyone, their eyes get bigger. They're like, are you nuts? No, look at it this way. Right now, governments control policing, right? It's local governments, but that goes all the way up to the feds to the FBI, make it private and then have an oversight committee that can investigate things in a real manner. I'm not saying it's a perfect system, but the one we have now is so fucking broken that we've got to do something, you know? Right. Um, and I, I would agree with part of that. I, w- I would agree that there needs to be additional oversight. Uh, and realistically, uh, and we need to have a campaign, uh, for education all the way around. Uh, it's, it, it, we need education for, for the police. This is how you interact with the public and we need to, to educate the public. This is how you interact with the police. So we have defined rules right now. All we've got is a bunch of goddamn cop shows and half of those, you know, they, uh, they're like when, they go interrogate somebody or whatever else. They're they're still taking fucking phone books and shit in there. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> right. they're you wow. know they had they had to pull out the phone book from like 1997. You know, go get the yellow pages. Just to yeah, slap a motherfucker. It, it, it's probably got blood all over the side of it at this point. You know, and tell us where she is. Right? See? And, that, <laughs> and, and that shit is perpetuated. And the problem is, is you have a largely uneducated public about how the police interact with people. Uh, and you know, you've, you've still got dumb motherfuckers. That's like that think if you ask somebody, a cop, if they're undercover, they have to tell they you. Have that to tell a cop. you. Yeah. What? I mean, they're the best breaking bad scene ever. It just, it's, it's just overarching. And the thing is, is realistically, everybody needs to come to the table. Uh, and we need to have public education 
and we need to have uh, police engagement rules redefined because yeah i think that's probably one of the most important to me that's one of the most important steps is some real rules of engagement that are well defined and like you said people are educated in what cops can and cannot do right and right now that's all a a mystery that's all the shit that your lawyer knows and and honestly if if i was in a situation where let's say I fit the description. Okay. And they come up to me and they start asking me a series of questions. Uh, I could answer a couple, but beyond that, I'm going to say one word over and over and over and over and over and over and over lawyer. I'm just going to say lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) There's a, there's a great video. Um, and I'm hoping to get a website up here soon for the bullshit podcast that we can post some of this stuff, some of the links and shit we talk about, but it's a, <clears throat> it's, it's been around for a minute and it's at a law school, uh, graduation ceremony, not, I'm not graduation ceremony, but it's like right before this class was getting to graduate and yeah. it's a defense attorney, I think, or yeah. he's a DA and mm-hmm. then a sheriff, I want to say that had went and got his, um, his law degree and his license and the entire 45, 50 minutes of this video, maybe longer is do not talk to the cops. And part of it is that you're not going to talk your way out of it. And number two, if you look at the way Miranda is set up, it says anything you say can and will be used against you. And one of the things he points out is that at no point you brought up the the comment about, you know, are you a cop? I have to tell you wrong. There is nothing in Miranda or in any rule of engagement that states that a cop cannot lie to get you to say what he wants you to say. Right. he says, well, Mr. Arnold, if you just tell us that you did it, we'll just let you go. Little shit. Okay. Yeah, I did it. And then you're, you know, up on charges. Um, He goes through this great scenario of basically putting this, this guy that's in the front row, you know, he basically puts him at the scene of a murder that he obviously, you know, wasn't at. And it, you watch him, but you said, and you didn't say, but then, you know, by the end of it, it's kind of mind boggling. You know, I've had cop buddies tell me, don't, you're not going to talk your way out of it. You know, be honest, don't lie, but don't try to talk your way out of it. I had, it's been years ago, maybe 2013, I was coming back uh, from Mississippi through Alabama, got hit in this speed trap. It was one of those, you come over the berm and it, immediately changes to 35 from 65 and there's a cop right right there. It was, it was like perfect. I'm like, okay, kid gets out of his car and he's like 12 years old. And then it was Memorial day or labor day. It was around my birthday. It was labor day. So he's like the only kid that didn't have any time off to, to take it. And he's going through the thing. And, um, he found my pistol in the car. And of course that freaked him out a little bit and he pulls me out of the car and everything. And he sees, I have a cooler in the back of the car. And he says, oh, I see you have a cooler back there. He says, you mind if I look in it? I said, yes, I do. So, so I can't look in that cooler? No, you may not. And I'm like that with every cop. And, and again, and I, if there's a cop listening, I'm not trying to be a prick. It's I know what my rights are, right? I'm not a lawyer. I'm not that guy who I'm not a sovereign citizen, right? If they tell me to get out of the car, I get out of the fucking car. Am I being detained am I being or detained, am I sir? free to go? Am I being detained? I don't know if I've ever actually said that. I've, there was one instance where I did – I came real close to asking this dude what was going on. 
But uh, yeah, I didn't let him look in the cooler. The cooler literally was empty. We had taken a cake to a party and it got eaten and we didn't have anything in the cooler. But I, I, that uh, the idea of, well, if you have nothing to hide, mm, I don't think I do, but I'm not going to let you go through my shit and find something if that, you know, that I didn't know about or wasn't aware about because I'm not a fucking lawyer. Right. So I encourage people know your rights again, to Doug's point about coming to the table, learn what cops can and cannot do. Um, if you're going to be out there and I don't think that you have to be a damn criminal to, to want to do that. But I think that there's a check and balance system and telling a cop no once in a while, you know, I think reminds them that, Hey, you're not, you're not judge dread, you know, which I've, and it's funny. <laughs> I, I've seen that, that um, I've seen that reference made a few times and they, they talking about the, the military gear, all the tactical stuff that they have. But even here in Colorado in the, in when I lived up in Broomfield at the apartment, there was one of those like anti-personnel fucking steel, you know, polygon looking vehicle. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, why, why do they have a SWAT team like this? Because if their budget has a surplus, Absolutely. they don't get as much money fucking next loopy. year. <laughs> so they buy dumb shit. They say, well, we might need it. That's with the National Guard. I did see something the other night on Reddit. Guy claims he's in the National Guard and he claims that they are actually very disturbed by what they're seeing when they're doing these protest um, patrols that the that when the cops are doing debriefing and stuff like that, that you can see the uh, anticipation, the excitement and hear people say shit about going out and batoning people and how they're going to restore law and order and all that. Um, I have no problem with the National Guard being called out. That's exactly what they're for. But these are also people that have day jobs. I've worked with plenty of National Guardsmen. They have day jobs. They have families. They have, you know, soda cops. I get that. But, and a lot of them have done military service. And again, I keep going back to what one of my buddies said about being over in Iraq and some of the um, uh, crowd control and shit they did over there and about how they weren't able to just start beating the shit out of people. Right. And that it was, it was not allowed. It was not okay. And when, a lot of Americans are seeing it. They're saying, well, you shouldn't have been out there anyway. And these are the same fucking people that I'm sure were screaming and yelling about how they couldn't go to a restaurant a couple of weeks ago. You know, fuck the government. How dare they tell me I can't go get my haircut or go get something to eat. Um, fuck them. And now today it's, well, these fucking liberals should just be at home, not out here. I'm just, I'm so done with the left and the right, man. I'm done it's with the it. tribalism. And it's, it's gotten so bad. Well, it's again, and we had this conversation a little bit earlier. It's not that it's gotten worse. We're just seeing it because now every fucktard on the planet can sign up for a Facebook account or a, a <laughs> Twitter account and can spread his fucktardery all over the fucking planet and you can't stop them. Um, hmm. I'm using that from now What's on. What's that? Fuck um, Yes. It just, and it, it's mind boggling the, the shit that I see and the stupidity. And I think Will Smith has been credited with stating this. And I don't know if it's true that he was the one that said it, but he said, racism isn't getting worse. It's getting videoed, right? It's, it's getting seen. And I've been saying that for a long time about the, the planet in general. Everyone's like, Oh, we're going to hell in a handbasket. No, it's been this way since man crawled up out of the fucking ocean uh, as a slug, do it, do it. I'll argue this all day long. Um, 
it it's just now we're starting to see it more. It's in our faces. We can't escape it. Um, the video is coming out. The, again, the Twitters, it's in the Facebook feeds, and people are like, well, maybe he did something wrong. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Maybe he did. I'm not saying he did. We he all didn't. did something Thank wrong. Thank you. But who, who the fuck deserves to be murdered by the fucking same group of people that are supposed to be protecting you, right? I don't care if it's black, white, green, red. Um, the cops – the cops, they're out of control. And, and again, I got friends and maybe some family. They're in police and I'm sure I'll take shit for it. But um, as a whole, uh, you know, I think what's really important right now, though, is that we need to find out what Rich thinks about this subject being a minority. Rich? Oh, that's right. He's not here. <laughs> oh, he'll be back in 45 minutes, which is an hour and a half ago. You know, rich 45 minutes is like a woman's 10. You know, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. We'll see you tomorrow, Rich. <laughs> yeah, Rich is not here. Rich Rich had something to do, supposedly. So we're going to talk shit yeah, on Rich. Two hours ago, he said he'd be back in 45, <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'd take a nap or something. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> very important. Very important. Sometimes naps, sometimes naps are very important. So, well, 2020 is being an interesting year so far. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. I'm waiting for the earthquakes out in Yosemite or Yellowstone. Yeah. To yeah. Finally- I mean, it's, it's, it keeps getting crazier and crazier. You know, we, we started off the first couple of months, everything was fine. You know, <laughs> it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was 2020. And then we heard about this weird disease in China. And then we all talked about it. I said, hey, 50-50 shot, this thing goes global. It fucking went global and started kicking our ass. And now we're up to COVID murder hornets. And now we're in the midst of riots. So yeah. where, where's this fucking year going to end? That's uh, what well, we thought. I have a personal theory. I have a personal theory that we're going to get rape NATOs in December. The, the tor- yeah. The, you're going to get a tornado that comes through, picks you up off the ground, shoves something in every hole and drops you off in a different County, confused, hurt and alone. Sci-fi channel. If you're listening, um, we can negotiate. So we, we can negotiate some sort of a, uh, a deal. We thought we weren't getting Black Mirror season six. <laughs> Wasn't there? I, I thought I saw somewhere where on the side of a bus stop they put up these mirrors um, that said Black Mirror season six. Um, yeah, happening now. Everywhere. Happening now everywhere. Yeah, I was like, that is brilliant fucking marketing right there, gentlemen. <laughs> take take note. Um, yeah, it was a big uh, Netflix sticker. There's a meme uh, of a. It's the it's the meme of the black woman. I think she's like maybe from one of the Real Housewives of Atlanta or something like that. She's she's been over like she's exhausted, and it says you know like oh lord, what I, I looked outside to see which book of Revelation or which part of Revelations we're in now. You know, <laughs> um, I even saw something the other day about locusts because uh, this is a this is a cicada season, and then they were talking about locusts somewhere. Uh, climate change has made it uh, you know a perfect breeding ground for them. Uh, for those that of you is don't know, specifically India and the locust yeah. bred in Pakistan. 
but they, you know, it's so much more fun to just put it out there and watch dumb people get all excited without actually reading the article. Nobody fucking reads articles anymore. They see the title and they form an opinion and then they fucking put that opinion out there everywhere and people are stupid and I hate them because of that. I, I- I'll, I'll agree with the last part of that sentence, but I would say they don't even read the fucking headlines. They don't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're like, "Ooh, link mad." Er, <laughs> something heard on Facebook. Grr. They, you, you're accusing them of reading shit. Of going of actually reading the 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 fucking headline. Now, I will say for those of you who don't know, at least in Colorado, there has been quite the plague of Miller moths. Um, Miller moths are uh, the darker kind of moth that you get in your yard and stuff like that. I'm getting about a dozen of them in my apartment every night. Um, I systematically go in and pick them off the wall and throw them back outside. I have sort of a weird Buddhist, uh, belief in that. I try not to kill anything. I don't have to. Although yesterday on the bike, I did kill a butterfly and I was really bummed about that. I lost my headphones out of my ear and then, uh, went around a corner and I saw this butterfly fly in front of me and I was like, Oh, but slap. Oh, he's dead. Um, so that's, that's going against my karma, but I have saved some, some Miller moth flies do not count. I'm just going to tell the universe right now that the big ass horse flies that get in my apartment are going to die either by me or my dog. <laughs> they, they don't count. They don't have souls. Um, but yeah, yeah, I saw a bug the other day too. Speaking of uh, yeah. insects, yeah. I also saw. A what bug. did you see? Yeah. What kind of bug was it? It was a. It was, I have spiders pretty bad here. Uh-huh. That's and uh, yeah, spiders. Yeah, squash the fuck out of it because spiders are evil and they deserve to die. So spiders are not bugs, first of all. Um, they're arachnids, but we'll, we'll get, I, I understand where you went to school, and I understand that you know the education system wasn't as as good there. Um, I, I know I where Dan to, found his bug. I, used to, <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to really hate spiders and now I, I don't, I kind of got over that fun fact. And I, I don't remember which school of psychology this comes from, but there is a belief that um, a fear of spiders is related to your mother and a, uh, uh, not a fear of your mother, but a, a, uh, some sort of unresolved. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh God. Some sort of mom phobia, right? Maternophobia, um, but some sort of um, some sort of unresolved conflict between you and your mother. So, all right, Freud. I don't know if it was Freud or not. It might have been a young thing. I don't know. He was a pimp. Um, I assumed it was just something in our uh, bi- biological history. Genetic. There was some kind of predator that looked like a fucking spider. It could have just been spiders. Spiders killed motherfuckers, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Snakes, lions. Like, oh, I'm afraid, we of, had I'm any afraid of lions. It must be some sort of psychological disorder. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, just saying. Yeah, that one goes back to your brother. If you're afraid of things that kill you, it's because of your brother. <laughs> now, they do think there's some freaky evolutionary things that have held on for centuries. Uh, like for, uh, well, not centuries, uh, Longer than that, obviously. But uh, nails on a chalkboard or the sound of squeaking styrofoam. Yeah, they believe that that was similar to sounds that uh, primates, other animals used to make when there was a predator 
around. So that's mm-hmm. like when, why when you hear it, you immediately sort of clench up and mm-hmm. get all weird and tense and alert. My jaws clench just thinking about it. So yeah, yeah. That's I, you know I'm a big believer in in genetics and in Darwinism and evolution, and I think that a lot of things we do and believe and say are very deep rooted in the old reptilian part of our brain. You know, we like to think that we're some sort of enlightened creature. Uh, and then I turn on the TV and watch people rioting and stealing iPhones. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are so fucking high up on the old evolutionary scale because more shoes that happened here. I oh, saw yeah, a lot of shoes. I saw a picture of um, a GameStop that was raided. Someone went and stole all the games off the wall. Which is funny because the games aren't in the case on the wall. <laughs> and they told Just the looter, the best we can do is about 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. so, when you go to return it, you'll get $2. Yeah, give you about 2 bucks. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah I would be generous with your $2. I was thinking to... No, no, that's for all of the games. For, for yeah. everything that they stole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're pack animals. I mean, it's... Um, I think we proved that. And I don't... I don't think people are stupid until they really, until they get into, I don't like large groups. I never have. And it's because of that herd mentality. People, people bust into a store and steal shit that are otherwise not prone to steal things. And I'm not giving them justification. They're still assholes. But when you see other people doing it and you think, well, that's okay. You know, I remind people that, you know, Hitler killed Jews in fucking Germany. And just because you saw it happen and that it was legal doesn't mean that it was okay per se, but people are fucked up and they're even more fucked up in groups. So I'm just, I'm genuinely disgusted and I I try not to let this kind of shit frustrate me too much because it is what it is, but I'm at a point now where I can't not be frustrated anymore. You know, um, I've always been frustrated with racism and with, uh, uh, fascism and just bullshit in general, stupidity, ignorance. I've made the joke before, you know, we thought that ignorance was due to um, a lack of information and now the internet's out there and we have proven that that is not the case. People like being ignorant. They like when their narrative (laughs) is right. They like being right. I'd love to know the genetic fucking uh, 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 evolutionary, you know, point or purpose of that. There's articles out there about that, and that's what's uh, led to, uh, in certain psychological circles, they believe that's what's led to the rise of trolls um, and many other things. Uh, and what was and he saying? Adam? Those opinions like become extreme because you get that little endorphin rush when someone agrees with you. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think, you know, Facebook and and the likes on Instagram and things like that uh, have, there's been a lot of study on that too, right? That little shot of dopamine. I mean, we all like being right. You know, y'all like when you're, when your your friends agree with you. Um, But my friends have also corrected me, you know, as much as they have, uh, it's, it's one of the reasons though, that I, I don't, I have a lot of opinions. I put a lot of them out here because I feel like you've come to, uh, you, you've come to listen to it. So if you don't want my opinion, fuck off, hit stop. Um, but on, on the internet and Facebook, stuff like that, I don't argue with people. I don't even put my opinion on stuff. My favorite are the people that you see, like on, on the different news stations that 
they're replying like on all the different articles and then they're arguing with people and fighting with people and pushing their agenda. And it's like, what world do you come from where that has ever fucking worked? Because I'll tell you, it's very rare that somebody changes my mind, but when they do, it is always in a calm manner, right? You know, Doug and I have had conversations um, where he's correct. Not I'll say corrected because at the, at the end of it, I, I feel like I was wrong and now I'm right or better less wrong, you know, um, and vice versa, Doug, I've had things like, well, Doug, you know this, and you'll go, well, you know, Dan, it's true. I didn't think of it that way. But if you come at me and start yelling and screaming and telling me I'm stupid because I believe in something, who the fuck does that ever work on? Like <laughs> the same people that religious pamphlets in the bathroom work on. Fair enough. <laughs> you guys are being too complex. Fair enough. You, you just described 50% of the marriages in America. That are I'm divorced mad about now. that thing. Nobody's fucking listening. <laughs> yeah, <What>? right. <laughs> They're just screaming. They're just screaming. <laughs> I have these feelings and I should express them to you. Your right. feelings are wrong. Because Your feelings are wrong. Yet. Right. Feelings yeah. matter. <laughs> feelings do matter. I'm not saying they don't, but so does fucking fact and science. The people that are willing right now to just ignore fact and science and, uh, you know, one of my favorites has been lately now, now people are saying Fauci should be in jail because uh-huh. he didn't absolutely pinpoint what was going on with an unknown strain of fucking influenza that nobody's ever seen in the goddamn world. He was him and the CDC and the who are all in cahoots and they're all liberal fucking terrorists because they didn't pinpoint exactly what was going to happen. And they've been wrong. Holy shit. Really? Science is wrong sometimes. Fuck off with your stupid shit. It's. They're doing the best they can. If you had a half of a fucking brain, you would understand that epidemiology and shit, does, it's not a perfect science. And well, now they're saying this isn't necessary. Now they're saying that it's not on surfaces. Because okay, well, we're, they're learning new facts right. as oh, they this. go along. <laughs> you and I know this. No, no. I have no idea what it means to change your opinion based on new information. I'm mad. Right, because my feelings say Trump 2020. I'm just, I'm fucking over it, man. You're stupid. I'm sorry. You're fucking stupid. You don't realize you're fucking stupid. And that's annoying and frustrating. I try not to have opinions that are that cut and dry, black and white, because I don't like it when people do that. But I've just been pushed into a corner to where it's like, I see these people spewing this bullshit. And you you can tell immediately they know nothing about what the fuck they're talking about. But it doesn't matter anymore. That doesn't matter because of feelings and opinions. But that's all liberals. That's not conservatives. Conservatives don't do that. Y'all suck. Y'all fucking suck equally. It it would have been a lot better had. And remember when we we've had multiple discussions about coronavirus, obviously because we fucking started this podcast up right (laughs) before coronavirus hit. Yeah, and uh, not to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of everywhere all the time, 24-7. And I think uh, everybody on the podcast has been of the opinion that the only way that this could have gone well is if they had a magic supply of testing equipment that they could have tested everybody in the United States simultaneously. And 
the capability wasn't there because, you know, you, you, you have a new virus. This isn't right. something that's established that we go, oh, yeah, well, all you need is this, 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 and this. Spin up the production lines and let's do this fucking thing. Uh, they had to figure out what was going on, had to create the tests, and the tests aren't perfect. And uh, my favorite right now is the antibody tests that have been widely reported to be about 50% accurate. Yeah, I've seen that too. Uh, and you have a but lot they're wrong, of people. Doug. They're, it's, right. it's a bunch of lies. It's the liberal fucking media, and they're lying to hurt Trump. They're lying. It's, uh, it's all accurate. This, this, this fucking disease doesn't even exist. The virus doesn't even exist. It's fake. I'm confused. Well, It'll either. exist when it kills their grandma. <laughs> right. How can it be fake and then also the who and Fauci conspired to kill everybody? I don't. Is it fake or is it killing everybody? <laughs> because, because that's just how some people's fucking minds work, man. It just... Define work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say operate. Let's say you're right. Let's let's say operate because they are operating, but even a broken fucking clock operates, right? I, I, like I said, man, I'm, I it, I hate this because it's it's pushing against who I try to be, and I've said this, you know, ad nauseum that I just don't believe the world is black, white, left, right, wrong, right. There's there's this middle that I think I live in every day. I, I wish that my life was that simple, that everything was just so black and white, that all of my decisions were that easy because either it's Christian or not Christian, it's liberal or conservative, it's, you know, whatever. I wish that I lived in that world, but I don't. And a lot of these people are pushing on me to the point that I'm starting to feel like they are. I'm getting angry and just, I think all of them are fucking stupid. And I, I know that a lot of these people are not stupid, right? In the, in the actual definition of low IQ, inability to learn, etc. And so I guess that's why I'm frustrated is it's not that you're stupid. It's that you're stubborn and ignorant and you choose to stay ignorant, right? I'm ignorant on a lot of things. I'm dumb on a lot of things. I'm wrong on a lot of things, but I can accept and admit that. And I try to go out and find information. Um, <laughs> don't worry about that adam um and yes that's exactly what that is uh adam pointed out that i have a uh a photography umbrella in my living room so come on over sometime i'll show you the pictures that i take um do you have any duct tape ah, don't worry about it i got plenty um okay. all right i got some rope. oh cool that's so 90s um put the lotion in the basket adam the uh these people are, are just, they're, they're pushing me to, to slowly become something that I don't want to be. And I fucking hate that. And I'm, I'm working towards it, but I just get so angry when I see stupidity or, or just that hard headed ignorance that, you know, the other group is dumb. And, and again, it goes back to fucking tribalism, right? Again, we've talked about that a lot. It goes back to tribalism and it doesn't matter if it's wrong, right. Or in between, if other people tell me I'm right and it feels good, then I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. Well, it's, you know, I also think a large part of it and, you know, as weird as it is for me, one of the, the most truest statements that have been ever uttered in the film uh, was in Men in Black in the first one, when they were talking about how people are dumb. A person can be smart, but people are dumb. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's that's what I said. They get into groups, and you know, I've talked to people that that spew one thing, and then you kind of get them alone and and make them back up some of it, and the tail goes between the legs, right? They can't, or they get into the five year old argument. But you, but he, but y'all, y'all did, um, yeah, y'all did something wrong. So that means what we did was wrong. Oh my god, I've ran into so that yeah in my personal life with someone that that was well you did this and you said that okay i'm a fucking asshole i can accept that but you know if somebody is an asshole to me i don't just turn around and and be a complete asshole to them first i do like to try to discuss it hey man i didn't appreciate that and then if they bow up it's like oh okay we're doing this are we all right i'm real good at this but yeah you're absolutely right you know well they did this and they did that and Two wrongs don't make a right, man. Aren't we all taught that like in fucking grade school or Bible school or whatever the fuck you did? But if what you did was worse, that means what I did was, was worse. okay, now, right? With everything that's going on, I believe if you take the high level conspiracy view of things, I think that where we are as a society uh, with the whole they them thing uh, or whoever the Illuminati or whatever group you want to attribute it to the best thing that you could have is a large, dumb, easily manipulable. Uh, I don't know if I said that right or not easy to manipulate. How's that easily manipulated, easily manipulated population. And that's exactly what we have. And that's led to the shit storm of where we're at. Nah, there, there was a, um, it's, I think it's at the National Holocaust Museum in the U.S. I'd have to look it up. But there is a, uh, there's this little pa- uh, placard that basically describes the foundations of fascism. And um, we're, we're, we're ticking them off, man. We're ticking them off as we go. I mean, uh, it's, it's sad because at least Hitler was, you know, uh, damn near genius military uh, advisor, right? He knew, he knew how to rile people up and, and he knew what to do with his military up towards the end when he got a little, got a little arrogant, stretched himself a little too thin. So I'll at least give the, the fucking little shit that, but Trump's just a fucking moron. And it, it blows my mind to watch how he is swaying people's opinion, but he's doing it with hate and anger. Um, there's also another great, you know, because he's, he's, he's really pushing the whole Christian thing. Right. And there is, there's several parts in the Bible that, uh, make statements about the devil. Isn't going to roll up and be like, Hey, I'm Satan. He's going to do it with a Bible in his hand. You know, he's, he's going to walk up and, and, and try to use all of the, the teachings that you hold so dear to, uh, kind of, not, uh, not necessitate, but to, um, you know, argue. I'm just, it. Go ahead. I'm just glad that we've got the laws in this country that we've got up to this point because he has made so many damn just, you know, with the fucking fourth graders understanding of the constitution <laughs> And, Barely. you know, it's it, it goes back don't, to that. Hang on. Hang on. Don't, don't insult fourth graders. Intelligence. That is true. That's kind of rude. That's rude. Yeah, that's very rude of you. 
Yeah, well, we need to get up to fifth graders and Jeff Foxworthy. Is that where we draw the line? <laughs> I'd like to see Trump on that show. Oh, he would fucking lose his ass. But regardless, he's got that understanding uh, of the presidency, like when people were kids and you would hear somebody say something like, well, if I was president, all the fucking lollipops would be free. Everybody would get go-karts. It would be fucking awesome. Yeah. What what they That's mean what to say, like. if I was the supreme dictator of the universe. That's which is exactly exactly what, what he, he wants. wants to be. And I would right. not be shocked if I, I said earlier. He that- wants to put the military in the streets. <laughs> and uh, pretty much everybody in the military has been like what the fuck? Well, I can't say everybody in the military. There's probably a special oh, few. This, sure. The 7% out there yeah. that are like, yeah, put me out, put me in, coach. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> I'll shoot you, motherfuckers. I'll shoot all motherfuckers. I love I'm America. Shoot motherfuckers. Anyway. Give me a PBR. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insult PBR. <laughs> I will. I will insult PBR by God. But yeah, anyway. that's a, that's another scary, you know, that's another scary one and he can do it. Um, there is, there are provisions. Uh, I think it's the insurrection act um, or might've been another one. Um, so it can be done, but yeah, again, buddy that I have in the, that was in the military kind of went slack jawed when we talked about that. He's just like, I can't even, I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems kind of uh, excessive. I love the quote about the tank. And the guy, uh, the guy from the Defense Department or whatever, says, "Yeah, I think that's just a military term he knows, you know." Um, and and it's it's, but then again, you look at, you know, he 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 has uh, back in the '90s, he did a Playboy article and he talked about Tiananmen Square and and praised them for getting tough and all that stuff, right? And I mean, and that that photo to this day is still relegated as being a symbol of anti that, you know, right. Well, it's, you know, he's, he's made positive statements about things that Kim Jong Un does and yeah. Duterte and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and several, others. I mean, it's, it's just, if you can start naming off a dictator list, I mean, pretty much when he did the whole North Korea thing, once he saw a fucking military parade, he's like, oh, this is the goddamn greatest thing ever. Yeah. Came back and, home. Yeah. And he wanted a fucking military parade. And he I wanted want it. One. He wanted it goddamn China, Russia, fucking North Korea style, where we're marching fucking ICBMs down goddamn <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue. Motherfucker can't even spell ICBM. <laughs> Fuck. I, I I fully expect that within the next six months, I'll say maybe a year, and I think this is probably like a 50-50 roulette thing for the United States in general, but I expect to see some kind of um, uh, terrorist activity in the United States uh, in the next six to 12 months. And the reason I say that is, one, the, the world is just – we're – what is it? You know, they, they say pour There's the gas a- and somebody light the match. But it's we're it's like well, anything I think, else. I think where yeah. you're going with it is the whole weapons of mass distraction thing. That's exactly where I'm going with it. Yes, I think that um, 
we've we've ramped up to a point where normal everyday bullshit isn't going to catch people's attention anymore and there's going to have to be something that really uh catches attention and gets people it's that last little shove into fascism which is where i think you know everyone's scared to death of the of the dems putting us into socialism which i don't particularly like that either um but the the idea of going into fucking full-blown fascism frightens me uh even more uh, well that that seems to be the choices that we've got right now yeah i know uh, the you know it's it it seems like a lot of and 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 i realize it's the fringe that makes the news but it seems like a lot of the left is pushing for socialism while a lot of the right is pushing for fascism. And I hate to tell you this, people, either one of those are bad. Both of those (laughs) are very, very bad. First, guys, socialism and fascism, boo. Yeah. It, It fucking kills me that this country has fought against that in several major wars. You know, I made the comment about how, you know, my my parents are both huge Trump supporters. My mom was born in 39. My dad was born in 41. So they they're not adolescents, but they're you know, they were born into World War Two and then would have lived in the aftermath of that and then into the Cold War. And somehow they don't fucking see what's happening. And that is the most frustrating thing in the world. I understand young people, young, ignorant fucking people not understanding what's what's going on right now, but to see older people. Well, the education program worked because uh, as a product of the 80s, pretty much the most evil thing that you could be was a fucking communist. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so I think every 80s hero movie that you talked about earlier had a, you know, a Drago uh, character uh, in it. Exactly. And I think what we've got, I think we've got a lot of the right or those still those anti-commie sentiment. And then they've gone overboard with the fascism. And then the Democrats, uh, they, they, they see how, uh, you, you know, they're, they're looking at a lot of wealth inequality. They're looking at a lot of other things and they think, well, you know, uh, it seems like the only way we're going to wipe that out is go extreme the other way. And then, but, you know, I'm just like every other subject on the planet. It's like, Hey, that's not the answer. The answer is somewhere in between those two. Yeah. I mean, do these people, if they find a mouse in their garage, do they burn down the fucking house? That'll teach that fucking mouse, you know? And that's kind of how I feel about it. Right. Is you're you're burning down the goddamn country to to eradicate something you see as a threat? Um, it's and oh, I, but, but I agree with you. I'm sorry. I, I do agree with you. I think you're right. I think that the communism, socialism, right? That they're that, bad. You're right. That has been ingrained, and so anything that someone does to push against that is okay. It's like no, no. There's that pendulum again, man. You know, in the middle is about the only time when it's at a spot that it that I identify with it, you know? Um, but again, I, 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 I want to pause here for a second and I want to ask Rich 
what he thinks about it. Rich? <laughs> That's oh, hang on. I'm gonna let him finish. Yeah, don't be rude. That's those are valid points, buddy. Those are valid, and I and I don't think I could uh, I don't think I could argue with any of them, even if you were actually here like you should be. So um, yeah, that's, that's all right. We just feel like you know the 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 three sons at the foot at the uh, baseball game wondering if Dad's going to be in the stands. No big deal. <laughs> And just, will he be just, sober? Will he be just sober? Just abandon the fuck. Yeah, just be sober, Rich. Show up. Stop arguing with the umpire. <laughs> Rich, put your shirt back on. <laughs> Stop throwing stuff. No one wants to see Call that. Oh. oh my god. I don't know, man. It's um it's it's always been a weird world, but uh you know, that, did you guys see this is just sort of kind of out of my little ADD brain, um, Elon Musk, who I'm about done with him too. Uh, he's now stating that Amazon should be broken up because monopolies are bad. Um, so there's a lot of Amazon hate because Jeff Bezos is, is, um, rolling successful. In money. Yeah. Right he's now, successful. Especially and people, in this environment. Absolutely. Do I think I do believe that he should be paying more taxes and shit like that? But guys, don't be mad at fucking Amazon for that. Be mad at your federal government that has been manipulated by a bunch of rich fucking white assholes that, you know, are basically the Illuminati. Be mad at them. Don't be mad at, at Bezos and his crew for doing what they can. Everyone. Right. Again, I want to point out the motherfucker started that business in a garage selling books. Right. He's made good decisions and he's hired smart people and. So fuck you for hating on rich people. Let them be rich. Um, but yeah, rich. rich. Yeah. Rich. Let them be right? rich. Um, the, the thing is, it's not a monopoly. You can buy things other places. You can, you know, AWS and their cloud infrastructure. There are plenty of um, um, competitors out there. Amazon has just done it better than anyone else. Right. Well, people talk about, go back to the whole tax things. That's, uh, one thing that Republicans are really huge on, uh, weirdly enough, it, it isn't welfare for the people. It's corporate welfare and it's tax breaks and incentives. And they and corporations just keep lapping that shit up. And because of the whole Citizens United thing, uh, where a corporation is now a person, uh, they're allowed to spend unlimited money on political campaigns, their interests, the whole nine yards. Right, and again, so, if, you, so, if you roll that so back, if you're if you're if you're hating on those people, then I, I hate to tell you this, uh, you know, when you think Amazon should be paying its fair share of taxes, uh, hey, go to your local Republican and say, "What the fuck, dude? Why are well, we?" Thing wasn't it? Huh? Wasn't that a Reagan thing? Didn't he? Didn't Reagan? Wasn't Reagan the one that started the whole trickle down economics and you know if rich people oh, rich come down to it, us all that? It it started long before him, but he was a huge prophet of it. Gotcha. You know, he, he he was you know the the well, I wouldn't say the modern day because fuck Reagan eighty that's what forty yeah. years ago. So don't get but, me up here mathing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the whole thing about that is, is 
that's where they're spending all their money. Uh, that's who they're giving all the breaks to. And they don't give, you know, if I had a nickel for every fucking politician I've ever goddamn now, here's, here comes my high horse. You ready? If I had a fucking, if I had a fucking nickel for every goddamn politician that I've ever heard in my entire fucking life, get up and stand in front of a group of people about small business being the economic engine of America and then turning around and fucking those same people <laughs> by like giving the large corporations. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they give the large corporations all of the advantages. Hey, you know, it's like we want a Walmart in our town. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give them the goddamn land. Yeah. 20 years of tax breaks. 20 years of tax breaks yeah. uh, to, to where all the tax money that they collect, they, they can get go to after keep. mouth. Right. And, and, and it gets fucking ridiculous. But those same, you know, self-sucking cocksuckers <laughs> yeah. are, are the ones who will stand up there and we, we need to fucking protect small business. And we did small business is the economic engine of America. It's, Fuck it's you. Like, uh, it, Fuck no, you. You double-speaking motherfucker. And, they, and, and, the, and the small business folks, hell yeah, hell yeah. And then... I turn around, and they're like, "What the fuck just happened?" And it's like, "You just drank the fucking roofie. You, they, we put the pill in the cheese, and you swallowed it. And you know, good luck." Um, I, what are you a dog? Are they dogs? <laughs> you put the pill in the cheese. I have a dog. It's put the roofie in the cheese. Put the roofie in the cheese and back the fuck out. <laughs> um, and maybe, maybe I want to change that title, Adam. Roofie in the cheese. Um, I like. Yeah, it. I kind of like it better. Um, and you know, I think we saw that during this whole COVID thing, right? These big companies, one, we're, we're going for the bailouts, right? Uh, to the point that I, I kept reading that small companies were being told, sorry, we're out of money. Um, some of the bigger companies gave the money back because they think it should go to small business. Then why in the fuck did you apply for it to begin with? Yeah, um, the Los Angeles Lakers didn't yeah. need it. You got you know, caught. You got Ma, caught. It got Ma's omelet shop was the one that needed it. Thank but you. The, you know, the fucking Los Angeles Lakers and there were several – like uh, some of your bigger restaurant chains and shit like that. Um, they were letting them use um, local numbers like to apply as, as a, a small, small business. business. So if there's like a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and it has like 20 employees, they're like, oh, yeah, we're a small business. Yeah. So we need this and money. Ruth's Chris, and they would apply for it at each location. Were they one of them that got they, they got the the stimulus, the little package. And then I think they they were ones that were like, no, no, we're cool. We'll, we'll give this back. And it's like, wow, you're like a looter that just got caught looting. And you put the shoes back and think that you can just. And now you're a great now, person. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he, 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 he put the shoes back. Look at him. Uh, we caught him stealing. That makes him a good person. The, we, we saw companies like Home Depot and Walmarts and stuff like that be allowed to stay open. But then an Ace Hardware or a, a mom and pop hardware shop or whatever couldn't. Um, come on, man. What, where, was the, where was the logic behind that? And, and the conspiracy theorist in me. Says, man, it'd be a real good way to scrub out small businesses again, right? And the more the, people have got to understand, the less small businesses and the less uh, single owner businesses and things like that that are out there, it goes back to the old days of when you worked for the mine and you had to live in the, the mine housing and you had to uh, shop at the mine store, the company store, yep. and all that. That it's going back to that, right? Where the state, we'll call it, 
supplies everything, right? I mean, most people I know that work for Walmart, guess where they shop? Walmart, because they get a discount and because they can't afford to fucking shop anywhere else. Short and, of, and in China, they put up fucking apartments for their work, for the workers. I use workers in fucking quotes because it's slave labor. Um, no, no, they're getting paid in room and board. They're getting paid in room and board, so it's okay. Um, where else can they live? Nowhere. So it's cool. And that's more corporate welfare because once you've got a large corporation that has a large workforce and pays them low wages, those people are eligible for benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so that company is living off of government money. Exactly. Very much so. They're, they're, they're supplementing their, uh, there, there was a, it's been a few years ago, Walmart took a bunch of shit for that basically paying their people at such a low rate, low wage that um, uh, they, they're that most of their workforce was on welfare too. And it's like, fuck, we're subsidizing. My tax dollars are subsidizing Walmart's jillions of fucking dollars a year. You know, <laughs> and I also get amused about this when we come back around to the $15 an hour, uh, argument or anything else like that. I think, uh, you know, that, that corporations and, and I'm going to say there's certain exceptions to the rule as far as like, if you have a part-time job that's primarily staffed by teenagers and you've got some kind of entry level, something. Okay. I can see that being exempt from this, but Absolutely. anybody that you're paying to work 40 hours a week, uh, if that person is working 40 hours a week, they should be paid enough to where they don't have to have subsidized groceries. They don't have to have subsidized housing. They don't have to have any of the above. Unless your gross income for the company is under a certain point. Like if I'm struggling to get my business up and I've got two or three employees and I simply can't afford to pay you $70,000 a year because I don't have it, right? If I pay you that, I'm living off 35, right? I, I think there should be a scale there, right? Companies like Walmart. I don't, I don't and think it like should that. be exempt to size. I think no, not size. It, I didn't say size. I said gross income. How much are you making? If your business no, is not profitable, I, see, I don't I think still, that's fair. I, I I don't think it's even that. Here here's the thing: if you're paying someone, an adult, to work forty hours a week, not not ten fifteen for this guy 1015 or that guy to give you some help on these whatever days. And you know, and I, I understand where you're coming from, Dan, but still that is still corporate welfare, which I oppose all the fucking way down because all we have done over the last hundred years, actually it's been more than a hundred years. All we've done over the last hundred years is give corporations every fucking advantage that is humanly sure. possible. But why, again, you go back to the small business owner who really can't afford to, to pay these larger sums. He's paying what he can. Uh, what The employee himself, why doesn't that motherfucker just go get um, a second job? 
boy, I've ruffled some feathers with that comment because I shouldn't have to have fucking two jobs, blah, blah, blah. Then get an education or get into a field where you can make the money to do what it is that you want to do in life. Right. That's my big frustration with these people. I sling burgers for a living. Hey, guess what? I did that for years. I worked in fast food. My joke is that I was a musician. Of course, I knew how to deliver pizzas and fucking flip burgers. Right. I didn't do anything else. But no, I don't think you should make $25 an hour flipping a fucking burger because that devalues the guy that's gone to college or was in the military and got training, um, you know, to work on like nuclear subs or something. Well, see, and here's the thing. You're, you're devaluing the system. Let's move, let's move that scale back down. All right. Now, I'm sort of in that, you know, once we get up around $15, $16 an hour, um, hey, that's where I'm out. I'm not saying that you've got to pay people, you know, everybody, every schmuck that walks through the door, $35 an hour, and that that's a living wage, because guess what? That, that would just trigger inflation. They would just move the fucking scale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the dollar would just be worth less. Right. Or they just put kiosks into McDonald's and now, you know. And it's, and I've continually argued where people bring up the McDonald's example. Here, I got one word for you. If McDonald puts in McDonald's put in kiosk and yeah. goes to automation, I have one word for you. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> because here's the thing. Of all the things, now, granted, we'll, we'll go back to 7%. 7% of the population, total idiots, you know, whatever. Runs. But, you know, when you get down to the low, 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 low-skilled jobs, I want those to disappear. I want those to go away. I want, as opposed to having that schmuck who's working at that cash register... I want that schmuck to be working on the machines that make all the aid of automation. But not, everybody's, work. But not everybody's capable of that, man. I mean, you've got I, your, you've I, got your guy that's a janitor gotcha. or whatever. I, and I shouldn't say that. I mean, or your, your low level job, whatever, because it's just their, their mental capacity isn't there or, you know, whatever. Right. So not everybody can work on the machines, but I'm with you. I understand where you're going with that. Right. I do. Um, but I don't know that that's necessarily, is it, I want to say it's China. That's, they do, they, they, they're real big about having jobs and, and jobs for people. And someone was telling me once that they, um, they've got people over there that literally like go through and clean the rocks on the side of the road and shit like that. Um, that it keeps everything, you know, obviously looking good, but it gives people. Wow, what a free market. Yeah, well, you know, right. Exactly. There must be a high demand for rock, uh, rock cleaning because that's a free market over there. And yeah. it, a lot of it too is, uh, is about the, the pride of having a job, right? These people. And I think really we, we come back full circle again to just where people are nowadays in their heads in that, why the fuck should I work for $8 an hour? You know, to, because you're contributing something. It may not be a lot that you're contributing, but you're contributing, right? Again, I, I've done minimum wage. I've worked two jobs. I've been unemployed. I've been homeless. I flipped burgers and I, I've worked in factories. And I said at some point, ew, I don't like fucking doing this. And some opportunities arose and I took those opportunities and I've, I've done better for myself. I feel like if you pay those low, you know, tier jobs, a lot of money, then what, uh, see, that's the what thing. What impetus is, is it for me to do any better? 
Right. What? All right. It. It. Let's let's take this for example, and let's use fifteen dollars an hour as our benchmark. Now, if you take fifteen dollars an hour, let's do some quick math here. Fifteen dollars an hour times Blue. forty hours a week times fifty-two. That's that's six hundred dollars before taxes, before anything else. So, if you've got somebody that's getting paid fifteen bucks an hour, they work forty-hour weeks, they work all month long. They're pulling in roughly twenty-four hundred bucks. That is not somebody enough for somebody to get by in the area that we're in, in Denver, uh, because rents are so high. Sure. Real estate is out the fucking so you wazoo. you get a couple of roommates. You split yeah. rent. I mean. And, and, but they, they can do okay. Now, that's sure. somebody, like I said, you know, that falls under the Doug 40-hour a fucking week plan. And that covers your lower skilled workers, your people who are cleaning your toilets. Uh, and a lot of what we would uh, have deemed uh, due to COVID essential workers. Yeah. So, you know, Hey, the people that we need the most are the people that we're paying some of the least. But at the end of the day, if, if, you know, worker X decides they don't want to work and clean the toilets anymore, I can go out and find, this is really just supply and demand. I can go out and find hundreds and hundreds of people that I can teach to clean these toilets and do a good job that want the job, right? That's where really it comes from. It's supply and demand. I'm not going to pay a lot for something that is cheap and easy. I'm not going to pay $200 for a roll of paper towels because I use paper towels a lot every day and I find them essential. They're cheap because they're, they're plentiful. So that's why I pay what I pay for them. And that's just how I feel about workforce. If you're not doing anything that the the kid down the street can't do or the high school kid, like we just said, teenager can't do, why should I pay you a bunch of money? It's when somebody comes in and can do something that no one else can do. And I go, oh, shit, this widget, this widget right here is worth a lot more money. And that's where I base my opinion on. There are two jobs in this world. There are only two jobs. I know where you're going with this because I know the person that told us this. (laughs) Yeah. There is shit that people don't want to do, and then there's shit that people can't do. Absolutely. And that and was, people people yeah. pay for one of those two things. So if if you don't like making $15 an hour on the Doug plan, we'll just call it the Doug plan. If you don't like making $15 an hour on the Doug plan and you want to get your new Mercedes and, uh, you know, ha- as the old cake song goes, get your Italian leather sofa uh, to where you can get the lady with the big breasts that bounce, uh, then you're going to have to get into the other skill category. You're going to have right. to get into the stuff that people can't do. Right. Absolutely. And that's this. Yeah. I mean, that's boils it down. Right. I think we probably have slightly different opinions on, on some of it, but I think we're on the same uh page as far as that goes. Right. And I do agree with you. You know, the guy that told, told me the same thing, the two types of two types of work in this world, the type people don't want to do. And then the type that they can't do. And I remember in me liking to argue, and especially with that particular person, I, I was like, uh, you can't fuck. <laughs> you know, I, walked away, I walked away a little humbled on that one. I, like everything I could pop in my head, right. I go to, I go to surgeons because I can't do it. 
Um, I would pay people maybe to cut my lawn because <laughs> I just fucking didn't want to, right? Um, I, I had someone come and, and clean out the septic tank because I sure as fuck didn't want to. Could have went and rented the equipment and did it, but nah. So it, it really does. Um, <clears throat> you know, Doug has a, a saying, he likes to say, what's your sanity worth? And yeah. uh, I, I use that a lot when, because I hate spending money to do things that I know I can do myself. But then sometimes it's like, oh, fuck this. You know, I could have done it for 50. This guy will do it for 200. I got the 200. I really don't want to fuck with this. Well, you break it down into hourly rate, man. Right. It's it's like right. you take what I make, and the problem is, is if I don't do a thing all the time, it takes me eight times as long as somebody that actually knows what the fuck sure. they're doing. Even if it's changing brakes or something like that, you know. Because that's that's you know it, that that's the one thing in this world that you're never going to get back is time. Right. So if if I want to spend an hour and let this other dude do it or me literally waste a whole day. fucking day. Yeah, no shit. That's kind I, of car I, maintenance I, is good. I'd rather have my day. Car that, maintenance that, that, is where that that kind of tends to I fight with is because I can do a lot of the work myself. But exactly. It's going to take me all day to do my breaks. Ooh, the book takes five minutes. Okay, well, I do it once every five, six years and shit's, you know, discover I don't have the tools I thought I had or there's some rust or whatever. And then the four trips to the parts store because yeah, you didn't absolutely. get the right thing the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Rich, do you remember that when we changed the brakes on my car here recently? Yeah, yeah, right. That was nuts. That was crazy. So yeah, that that's a crazy uh, story, dude. Oh that my guy, god, that guy. I tell cool you, cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got nothing else. I, I'm done. I'm, done. I'm all out of ranting. Yeah, same. My rant, my rant gland is empty. Don't, I don't, don't say it like rant that. Rant gland. Do you know where those are at? My rant gland is empty. Yeah, do you know where those are at, Adam? You want to see my rant gland? Bring that duct tape well, over. Speaking of <laughs> yeah, veterinarian. Going by what comes out when you rant, I can pretty much <laughs> guess where the fucking gland is. <laughs> Adam gets the high five. Touche, sir. And on that note, gentlemen, I bid you adieu. All right. Adios, guys. <laughs>